Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hi, Chris. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? It's going well. It finally snowed here I know. in Colorado. Yeah. Um, we're recording in 2023, right. but it will be 2024. <laughs> so I'm looking out the window in your backyard and finally seeing some snow. That yeah. that was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, we had any snow and then, right, I think on New Year's Eve day, mm -hmm. we got a little Christmas snow. Uh, we did have snow like in November or something yeah. weird in the beginning and that was it beautiful days but yeah doing doing well um yeah excited for new years are always just you get a kind of fresh start i don't mm -hmm. know why we can't have a fresh start at any point in time in our <laughs> lives but it is it's it one of those little transitions yeah, we, yeah it's you flip year. a number and then all of a sudden it's like i mean that i know that's when i set my goals for the year mm -hmm. and yeah. i don't call them resolutions i call them goals that's when i just i kind of do a little reflection and and i uh, really set my intentions for the next year so uh, so with that, Chris and I, we, you know, thought we'd do another activity episode. It's been a little while since we've done one of those. So that we thought we'd go and look at what are some new things that we know, new activities or new products that are out. Yeah. And just kind of do a little, a new, something yeah. new for 2024. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, I like it. Uh, my, and I get to start. I love starting. I can do activities. <laughs> Whoever knows me. I could talk forever, but I, there was an activity last year that I, I, I got down a rabbit hole and I just, it was ended up being this really cool sequence that I've only tried a couple of times, mm -hmm. but I think it just has what, what I'd call long form potential. Oh, okay. I've, I've talked about short form activities, mid form activities, long form activities. Okay. It's kind of like a, an analogous to writing. Mm -hmm. and. I believe we should get it. I would like to get people to do more long form activities to get back into that practice of sticking to something, um, grit or perseverance. The idea of how do we practice those things we want to transfer into, into real life, right? Mm. So a little more long form, but it, it originated, the original would be blind polygon. Those of you who've been around uh, 1991, um, somewhere in one of Carl's books, I, that's the, I traced it back to that. And a blind and a, a polygon is a closed two-dimensional shape. So we take a rope, tie the ends together. You got a big circle, and everybody for the uh, the first write-up was everybody had their eyes closed. And when I participated in this in my first project adventure workshop. So that first workshop is such a clear, vivid memory of mm. the things that we did in that mm. workshop. Mm -hmm. Again, what we talked about last podcast episode, when you're new, it's so exciting, mm -hmm. right? But we, they had blindfolded us and they put a pile of rope somewhere <laughs> in the field okay. where we were. So the first thing we had to do is we had to find it while being blindfolded. So if you can imagine, we were all crawling around on the grass. Mm -hmm. The first adventure was to find the prop that you had. So then someone, oh my God, I found it. So then they'd <laughs> get the rope, we'd get all on the rope, and then we were given an assignment, make a, a shape. So the first one, you know, square, rectangle, uh, parallelogram, triangle, that's 
blind polygon origin, the idea of working together, leadership invo is involved, participating, roles and responsibilities. And I love activity ropes. So I usually carry around a couple 50-foot activity ropes, whether it's a retired climbing rope, some rope that you found at a hardware store that works out really well, and started to look up what other shapes could we make. And we know that we've done five-pointed star that comes from a Sam Sykes book. Mm -hmm. So we start out as a circle, and then you create a five-pointed star without letting go of the rope. So the rope is tied, so mm -hmm. right? And you can't untie the rope. And there's a way you move people into a five-pointed star. Or technically, it's a, a pentagram. Okay. Pentagram. So it has five straight lines. Pentagram. And I thought, okay, well, when we're done with that, how do we, you know, can we extend it? Can we make it more challenging? So then if you do a heptagram, mm -hmm. that's seven straight lines. Okay. So you create, you can create seven straight lines without untying the rope. It's all moving people, folding the rope in some way, going over and under, right? Then you have, there's an octogram. Okay. Octogram. Octo, now, eight. Oct so right? math people are going to laugh at me, but I, here's my guess. I haven't looked up. So octagon is this closed, like has the outline of eight-sided figure, okay. like eight a stop sign. Right. It's a stop sign. Octagon. Yeah. If it's a gram, it's the crossing lines. Oh, oh octagon versus octogram. Okay, got it. So if math people confirm or send me a funny, be, be a circuit, tell him what it is, but that's my guess. <laughs> because a pentagram is a five-pointed star. That's how we do the five-pointed okay. star. So we got the heptagram seven-point, octagram eight-point we can do. Then there's something called, and again, I might get laughed at, nonogram. <laughs> nonogram, N-O-N-A-G-R-A-M. This has nine points, but here's where the mental model goes okay. into effect. So as you're doing the uh, a po a blind polygon, polygon, right? Yeah. And then you have a pentagram, then you have a heptagram, then you have an octagram. <laughs> These all can be done with one, one group rope. and one rope. Okay. All right. As you get into the higher lined uh, figures, you want a little longer rope than 50 feet. Right, yeah, because otherwise it, it's going to be gets like pretty tight. really tight. Yeah, And it can be done, but close quarters right. if you want to spread like them out a little bit all more. all aboard that we uh, talked about in the exactly. last episode. So how is it meeting your needs? But now, if they then have to go to a nanogram, nine points, you have to do this when you have three groups. So okay. let's say you, you want to have a minimum of five people on a rope because five people will get you the pentagram. And then you can do the other ones by moving people out seven points. You can get close enough to each other where one person is holding two points. Okay. You could oh, do okay. that. Got you it. could slide around. You can make it work. Um, the longer the ropes, the better. More people, the better. Um, but once you get to nine points, they'll try to do it by themselves. And it's not to make a nanogram you can't do it by yourself with one rope. Okay. So you have to take three ropes, turn them into triangles. Right, and then and overlap, overlap them. them. Yeah. So it becomes this really cool mental model shift of some things you can't do by yourself. Right. You have to look outside yourself for resources. Yeah. So if you think about it, this is going to take a while. So yeah. this is that what I call the long, long form. form. It yep. might not be all in the same program, 
but over time they're building their skills after a five pointed star then they it's the same kind of thing you just got to figure out how to do two more points then you just have to do one more so then you're building on that prior knowledge which is how education works right the generalizations how do they fit how to do something new but now when they get to the nine they're going to be in a mental model of having to do it all by themselves mm -hmm. but again you have to have three groups at least uh, i think it would work out the best with three groups divide your group into three groups and then they're figuring out and then eventually uh, providing pictures of what they look like can be helpful uh, or it could be too easy um, not quite sure but I've done it a couple times okay um, never got it was twice and both of them the only time I did those the tw two times is because I had three groups mm. and we got to I, I think I did it was a five and eight and then I went tried to go to the nine okay so we didn't have time for them to get the mental model shift but okay I love the potential yeah and it's easy props right? yeah absolutely and three fifty foot ropes and I think that would be a nice sequence of things to do over a long period of time yeah. or a focus and then I have a little bit of a variation on that with two ropes that I've done in the past where instead of just doing blind square or if you have two groups doing blinds each doing a blind square then they have to come together and create a new like something new like I've had them do a sailboat to where one group was the sail and the other group was the boat and then um, trying to come together do they think they've got it you know if you're, especially if you're doing it blind if it's blind square or blind boat or yeah, whatever yeah. Um, if they have their eyes closed then you know they can ask for you know ask the facilitator like do we have it or do we still need to work on it? It's like, wow. Yeah, I like giving them a grade. When they're blindfolded, yeah. I say, well, I would give it a B. Yeah. And then they can decide right. whether they stick or whether they want to go for the A. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. yeah. So that's another, another kind of yeah. in alignment with that one. Lots so. to do with activity rope. Okay. What do you got? What's awesome. Going on? Okay. Well, I've got a new book and card set at Training Wheels that I am excited to get out there in the world. Um, Nina, Dr. Nina Roberts was um, a friend of mine, um, a practitioner in the in the experiential education field that unfortunately we lost to cancer last year. And her goal um, in, you know, one of her missions in life was really to really be a champion of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work. work. And she was instrumental in the mission and the vision behind this process. And then um, a lot of her friends and colleagues then kind of picked up her torch and helped bring a book and subsequential card set to, uh, to life. So the field guide is what it's called. It's called the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Field Guide. And really, it's a, it's a collection of stories on lived experiences that relate to DEIB work. And it was really, it was created by, you know, to be used by leaders, practitioners, researchers, um, anyone that basically works with groups to address the challenges of, of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, both in their programs, but then also, you know, internally at organizations. So the, the book itself is comprised of personal experiences, uh, raised voices, and differing opinions that kind of embody the, the spirit of, uh, of Dr. Nina. And it really addresses social challenges that have existed for many, many years, as well as those that still exist today. So and I'm going to read a quote from Nina. Like her call to action was this, you know, we must learn to challenge systems, challenge institutional injustices and more. 
we must do our part to show up, speak up, and not tolerate hate and injustice. Be brave, be bold, be inspirational. Now is the time for new changes and transformation. In the process, reach down deep to share empathy, be patient with yourself and each other, and be authentic in your exchange of love, laughter, fear, and hope. And that really was the spirit of Nina. She just, she embodied, you know, just making sure that everybody felt uh, heard, seen, valued, and, you know, to make, I mean, to really provide inclusion and belonging for everyone. So the book itself was published by AEE and it came out um, in November of 2022, actually. It came out last year. And then this last year, after the book came out, it was very popular and it did really well. Then Sky Gray, Chris, Dr. Christine Norton and myself, we all, um, we came together and decided there's so much more we could do with this book. So we created a deck of cards um, that are there for each one of the stories that are included in the book itself. We basically created reflection questions that we kind of gave a little bit of a grade to, like some of them were low value risk um, or low risk questions about that chapter. Some were medium risk questions and some were higher risk questions. Now those are subjective based on how we kind of placed value on them. And then we also created a metaphoric photo or selected a metaphoric photo that went kind of metaphorically with that chapter. And they are, it's a beautiful, they're a beautiful deck of cards. I know I helped create them, but I'm gonna say they're a really beautiful deck of cards that, you know, the whole intent and purpose of them was to really help deepen the meaning of the field guide and the stories that are there. Um, we knew we wanted the cards to be used in a trauma-informed care fashion. And so given my expertise in creating reflection cards, we created those reflection questions then that match each story in the book and then added that stunning imagery to just metaphorically match each chapter to the questions. And so really the intent of the cards then is to create a little bit more of a springboard to help dive a little bit deeper into how can we use these reflection questions to kind of spark conversation around what did that mean to me? How can I use what I learned through that author's writing to then, how can I use that to for me to reflect on how am I using that in my own practice or with my own group? So, so it creates a safer environment for people to talk about sometimes some really hard things, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. Sometimes those are hard topics to surface and talk about. So so I'm excited that I just started carrying uh, the book and then the cards are new just as of November as well. So. The cards have a name? They are the DEIB cards. So DEIB -E process cards that go with the DEIB field guide. We will make sure there's a link in the show notes. and training-wheels.com go to the online store i'm sure searching d-e-b-i will bring up both of those d-e-i-b yep d-e-i-b yeah and um the another really cool thing about both the book and the cards is that there is a scholarship fund in dr nina robert's name at aee and a portion of the proceeds from all from the sales of those will go to support scholarships nice. um, to that, which could include um, lots of different things, but one of them could be um, tuition to go to AEE, but then also if there's um, work in your, that you're doing in your community that you uh, want to 
you know, that would fall under the banner of DEI and B. Nice. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah. So that's that's another cool thing about the about both of those is that they'll continue to nice. support that work. Nice. Nice. Very yeah. cool. How about Very you? Cool. What's a, what's the second one for well, you? Well, um, inspired by a program or a training that I did for you, uh, if you missed last week's announcement or last episode's announcement, <laughs> I do work for Michelle. Um, so part-time and one thing I do is do some trainings that you cannot get to mm-hmm. and I got to go um, to a school that you, and you promoted you they wanted activities that could connect to some of their curriculum mm-hmm. so you had challenged me to you know find things that are connected to some curriculum content and I love cups those of you who know um, I'm a co-author of cup it up using the plastic party cups for a lot of different team building activities. Mm-hmm. So I'm always inspired by props that I already have. What can I use them? What else can I use them for? And I do already have uh, activities that I do. Uh, cups when you when you turn the open end down and you write on the bottom, we can write letters or you can write numbers. Mm. So that's already been kind of out there. We yep. do different activities with the letters or the numbers, and numbers are easy and then math so uh there's an activity called line them up in the book it's one of my favorites because it has a great uh, mental model shift about leaving something behind for the next person how do we leave it behind it's part of line it up concept or the idea or the learning outcome and i thought well we could do math with Mm. the numbers Mm -hmm. so what i did with this group for the first time and it actually turned out pretty well uh, they they really thought it would be work great with their kids. Is um, I call it solve four, solve four. So each small group of three to four people will have a set of cups numbered one to twenty six. Uh, just like the alphabet is A to Z, so twenty six is kind of my cutoff point. So it's a, a little stack of cups. And then I give them. I started out with three numbers, you know, as a as a warm up. And then we went to four. But the idea is uh, when we start, it's a timed activity. Every group has to solve for the numbers I give them, but they have to put the cups out in equation order. Hmm. In line them up, the first cup always goes on a center spot. There's a little center spot. So all you need is a little spot, piece of paper, and your 26 cups, 26 cups for every three to four people. Easy to find, easy to make, right on the bottoms. And time starts. First number, for example, is 16. So they have to find two or more cups that go together in a mathematical formula, just like you would use playing cards. Mm -hmm. But this way, now you have to line them up in number order. So 16 was the first number. I wrote this on a big flip chart paper, 16, 27, 34, 62. Those are the four numbers. So now they had to do mathematical formulas of cups, starting with 16, put out two cups, two times eight, mm-hmm. and that would be 16. Then they had to go to 27, then they had to line up 27, then they had to go to 34, and then they had to go to 62. Uh, the interesting part, which I hoped would happen, is since they were teachers, they were a little bit of an advanced group, by 62, <laughs> some people then from some teams ask others for help. They asked them for numbers. Hey, does anybody, 
So they kind of figured mm -hmm. out what we were getting at. Oh, Does anybody have a, I can't remember what they were asking for, but then they got a cup from another group to be able to solve their formula because they didn't have what they were looking for. They didn't, because of time, they'd rather, instead of trying to figure it out, they realized they could reach out. So there was a nice serendipitous, this is what I was hoping for. Yeah, good. To be able to um, share resources to be able to finish the problem in a faster time. <laughs> so it's it's a nice progression of doing you know, doing three numbers, doing four. If you got to five, it might be pretty hard without sharing resources. You right. might have enough left. So that's kind of a new one that just been, I've only done it the one time. Okay. All right. And it already seems like there's a little bit of that academic, the math smart people mm -hmm. bubble up to the top. Yep. Um, I did ask, uh, my groups I split up, I did ask, you know, raise your hand if you're a math person, if you like math, and I made sure actually at that time <laughs> there was one person in each, in each group, group. Okay. that was math smart. Mm -hmm. uh, don't have to do it that way. Um, but how do you, again, it's a resource. So of, did you, can I ask a few questions yeah. about the setup of it? Okay, yeah. so w did they have to like line the cups up in a, like in a square, in a line? Like, like I, for me, I don't have a good mental model or a good picture in my head of like, how are they lining them up? Was right. it just like on a line? Was it the in in the in the line them up activity? There is a central spot. Central spot. Okay. So that that kind of organizes it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the first card they put down has to be on the central spot. Oh, okay. So then, what that leads to is usually spokes of a wheel. Right. Yeah. So okay, then that's they line what it looks like. they line them up from the central spot towards their area wherever they were playing. So mm -hmm. they go straight out, they start lining up, and they come back. So it ends up to be usually, I don't tell them it has to be spokes. Mm -hmm. I just tell them they have to line up the formulas in order by the numbers in order on this page. And do you so, have them in different teams then? Yes. Yeah, okay. And if we were inside, so we had tables, yeah. you could have it on the floor, mm -hmm. um, but they, they start with the cups opened end up and then when we say go, then they can flip, flip them, them over. over and unstack them. You know, see, there's oh, different fun. ways yeah. of setting up the cups initially, mm -hmm. but it always starts out kind of a blind. They don't know what they have until they until they, until they flip it over. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. good. Kind of got my brain going a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. what if we had cups in the center? And then they had to, you know, they had to come to the table in the center with all the cups and find one cup, but you can only move one cup at a time. And then you had to race back to their group. And like, right, so like now things. all of a sudden I'm like, oh. Yeah, so many I things. Think I, I see some yeah. other possibilities there. Lettering too. cups, anything we do with crowd words, anything we do with letter cards, lettering cups, it's it's a little more tactile. There's sound It could actually be involved. something you could do with your key punch numbers exactly. maybe too, right? Exactly. To where Because then with key punch numbers though, you only have one of every number. So if you had groups that were kind of competing for the same numbers, Yes. Um, having to go like so I think there could be some good metaphor there for like sure. are we sharing resources are we are we hoarding for our team so that our team can win exactly. like, there could be some good stuff there mm -hmm. too some hmm. cooperative good thinker that you yeah. got there I like it there we are you okay. got another one I do um Okay, another new product uh, that it, we're debuting this year, Jen Stanchfield, co my dear friend and one of my co-authors on uh, Teachable Moment. She has a new card set out. She's had her postcard set, pick a postcard set, out for several years. And Jen designed a new deck of cards called Everywhere a Sign. And they are so cool. I love them. I've incorporated them into a few of my 
uh, in my own personal postcard bag. And But she spent years taking photos. So Jen actually took every photo, I believe every photo, in the, her new deck of cards. But they're all based on kind of vintage signs. So she called it Everywhere a Sign. And it's everything from like vintage marquees at, a, at an old theater to, you know, a really creative town name. Um, like some of them are just, they're really creative. And so she took all these photos and then finally curated enough photos to where she's got um, a new postcard set called Everywhere Signs. Nice, so a little bit nice. more specific metaphor for signs. But I love all the different ways that you can, you know, take that metaphor and run with it with your group. Like, cool. you know, a sign that you got or just a reflection piece. You know, there's so many picture cards out there. In fact, Chris and I are talking about Village maybe cards, doing yeah. another uh, episode in, sometime in 2024 that is just on image cards or picture cards because there's so many different so kinds many out there. So yeah. many things to do. So many things to do. So that's cool. my second one. I use it very similarly to the way I use a lot of my other image cards and picture cards. But it's it's something new that is it's new yet different. Yeah, nice. So haven't seen those either. Yeah. Okay. Do we do you have those on the store? I do. I just oh, they'll just be on, on the as of January one. So okay. Yeah. So they're on the store. So again, show notes. We'll have links to. I got mine. A couple write ups already. We'll link those out. Very cool. I've got one short one left. You got? You, yep, you I got one. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. Uh, and this one comes from. I learned this. I learned about this book from a. EF101 participant, and it's called the Brain Power Classroom. Now, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't been aware of a lot of activity books, I guess, that I read cover to cover. Mm. And this one I actually did, I got into oh. it. It's from Dave Beal, at the Brain Power Classroom. And his, he was a classroom teacher, learned about this method from a master teacher who created this method, but it's a lot about reconnecting the brain, refocusing the brain, um, giving uh, young people physical activities just to take a little break from the cognitive so they can come back refreshed for the cognitive. It's really, it really is pretty cool. But one of them, um, it's called the clap game, the clap game. So Michelle and I are going to do the clap game. So we're going to sit at the edge of our chairs because you need access to your knees. Okay. Now, We'll do it with the kids standing up, and I've done this probably half a dozen times now with people. And it's kind of, if you've ever done six count, mm -hmm. it's kind of like six count-ish. Yeah, okay. six count-ish, right? Mm -hmm. And it's eight claps at different parts of your body. So the first clap is front of, in front of your forehead. Okay. All right, so first clap is in front of your forehead. And then the second one is behind your forehead. The third one is down by your abdomen. Fourth one is behind your back. Fifth one is under your right knee. Okay. Fifth, sixth one is in front of your abdomen. Seventh one is under your left knee. And then the uh, eighth one is in front of your abdomen. Okay. okay. So it's, and then we say one every, we, one, we also say the words once. So we're cross-braining it, right? Okay. We're physical and so We go one, two, three, Four, Four, underneath the knee. Five, five front. Six, six underneath the knee. Seven, seven, eight. So it's forehead, back of the head, abdomen, back, right knee, abdomen, 
left knee abdomen. <laughs> oh, I was so bad at that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad so we're not videoing this. You get to this. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, yeah. eight. Okay. And the the what they claim, what Dave claims is once the kids get used to this, it's, it just turns their brain in a different direction of this is the physical, getting into yeah. the physical, and they go faster and faster, gives them the idea that they can get better if they practice, mm. and this is a great way to do it. Yeah. It was so easy and simple, and it's kind of the things that we've yeah. done before. Yeah. Just a little bit, figure it out, and if you make a mistake, darn it, and then you try it over, yep. and you get better and better at it. So okay. it's yeah, one of I my like favorites. It. One of my favorites. That one I'm yeah. actually kind of envisioning, like, could I do something like that in a keynote, right? Like, to where you get the, you re-engage the brain, especially if you're not the first person to go on. And they've already been sitting and listening to someone drone on for, you know, for however long. Yeah. And then you want to just re-engage the brain before, you know, so that they actually hear what you're about to yeah. say. It's in the focus chapter. Yeah. So it just regains your focus because you really have to focus to know where your hands are going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. All right. Awesome. You got one last one? Okay. My last one. Um, for those of you that are in the experiential field, you have probably heard of Dr. Amy Clymer. And she has an amazing has had an amazing set of cards out there called climber cards for I don't know, maybe close to a decade, maybe ten years. I don't know actually how long climber cards have been out. They've been out quite a while because I've used them while. for quite a while. Well, she just came out with a new set. She's calling climber cards too. And this deck is a little bit different. So Amy is also a very talented artist. So she actually is, they're watercolor paintings that Amy, uh, that she actually painted herself. But the Climber Cards 2 set has 52 new images based on the watercolor paintings that she did. So they're similar in concept to the original Climber Cards, but all new images. And you can combine those decks. You can either use them together, you can use them separately. Um, so there's basically, a, there's a picture on one side. Now on the other side, she decided to do something a little different. In Climber Cards 1, she's got a group sort method on one, and I love that. I've there's used numbers that. Numbers and shapes. Numbers and, and shapes and colors. And mm -hmm. so you can, and, and it's done in a way to where you can really randomly select your groups based on the number, the shape, or the color. And mm -hmm. I, it, it, they work really well. The other side of Climber Cards 2, though, are emotion words. And those are going to come in English, Spanish, and French. Um, but they're, they're great groups, uh, great for groups to answer the question, like, how do you feel about blank? So it actually like leads to more specific answers on better communication and whatnot. There's also directions for how to use them and how to get creative with them and whatnot. Um, they come in like a you know durable cardboard box and whatnot. But they, um, I've played around with them a little bit since they came out in November, and uh, it's a really good welcome addition, um, you know, yeah. to her original deck. If you like cards, and I love image cards. So any image cards, they just serve so many purposes. And the emotions are the it's large in English mm -hmm. in the center, and then Spanish and French are up in, in the corners in two corners. Mm -hmm. So it's she's expanding a little bit in that sense of reaching other markets, which is really cool. And I just love that I know that she painted both sets, mm -hmm. both of those sets, or her watercolor painting. So there's another connection. Lots of good colors, very vibrant. So I've just just recently put both of my packs together in a case. Mm -hmm. So I can then, now I can just randomize them, you know, more or less, that kind of thing, and mm -hmm. I have a lot to choose from. So yeah. it's a nice, it's a nice collection. Yeah, Nice very collection. Good. Well, I hope, I hope that's new, these are new for some of you. Uh, we just 
those are the things we love to find. Find things for you that you can use. Uh, if you have any other ideas or new things you found, you can always reach out to us. Uh, the show notes will have the links to all the things that are podcast related mm -hmm. and also to where you can ask us questions. We would love to, you know, when we first started podcasting, we got questions and mm -hmm. we, it, it's kind of slowed down. So mm -hmm. we're kind of making up content that we think would be relevant, but we love to get more questions and that would help us fill in some more podcast episodes we're still trying to find content for, but we're up for anything if we can answer it. You know, we can't answer everything, but we're up for trying. Well, thanks to everybody for joining us again for season five. We have a lot more plans and we're, we're looking forward to the rest of the year. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building.